right here, right now. Welcome to the podcast with your hosts, Katie and Moni. Get ready to share a laugh and be amused. It's time to tell our stories right here, right now. Hey, Monica. Greetings, Katie. (laughs) (laughs) Have you had too much alone time lately? Isolation is getting to me. (laughs) Just kidding. I'm embracing it. I'm glad. Thanks. Hey, we have to embrace it. We've said this lots of times. Right. We have no other choice. Are we going to sit at the detour and just stare at the sign in disbelief? Or are we going to go around? We're going to go around. Yeah. We could have a little bit of disbelief as we go around. Yeah. With our, like, we could have our jaw agape. I cannot believe this detour. Going to be late for whatever the thing is. Gosh darn it. Can't believe Gosh this construction again. What is this world coming to? Uh, the rest of the world still has to stay home, yet I still have to go out of the house every day. What uh, is this world coming to? Oh, man. The children aren't having school. They've had a permanent spring break feel. Now, I know they're still working now, but gosh, that feels like a Twilight Zone. Yeah. yeah. Can you imagine being in kindergarten or first grade and or one of those ages that it'd be like, I mean, it's hard to understand as an adult, so let's be honest. (laughs) I can't imagine being a a young child just starting to get the hang of the school thing and then being like, uh, wait, what? I just go home now? Wait, what? Try this with mom now? What? Or whoever's home with me now? Wow. Gosh. I was listening to um, Brene Brown's podcast, Unlocking Me, and she was talking about how, like, you know, if you have a teenager, they are extremely crushed because of their senior prom or because they're not going to get to play in the football t- game or all of these things that are going on. And that is like really their world. Mm-hmm. Oh, I she would be, like, I would have been, oh yeah, crushed is the perfect word. That would have been oh, the worst. Yes. And how so often it's like, as adults, we're like, that's not the end of the world. So much worse is going on out there. But mm-hmm. she's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Don't you be shaming in your child like that because this is their world. Like yes. literally that is their world and their world has been disrupted just as yours has, just as everyone else's has. Oh. So she was like, just be so careful with yourself and with others and give yourself that space and permission to just kind of be in it. Yes, and to Not find that com- compassion for the weirdness of the situation. Yes. Oh. Yeah, when before we started recording, Monica and I were talking about, you know, Monica's job has kind of ceased, right? My business has to be closed, but I have we've been trying to provide content and alternative resources. Yes. And then there's still the upkeep of running the business as far as I still have to pay all my bills. So I'm still finding time to go in and do my reports and count the things that aren't there. And that's so crazy. But like the wheels, you did mention you felt like you were on perpetual Saturday uh, when we were talking the other day, like, because there's nothing that maybe has to be done tomorrow. So you have to have this super regimented thing to make sure things get done because right. Right. And I still don't, I'm not having to go to the public and we're not open at a certain time. So the, the doing of the things has suddenly become much more flexible and on your own timeframe, which is weird to manage because that's, you know, not a world we typically live in. 
Right. Yeah. And there are the people who work from, who are working from home with their kids and their distractions. And, and I know so many working adults are this way, trying to manage homeschool plus productivity at work. Plus, oh my gosh. Working from home, not working from home, managing other people, managing little people, big people. I saw this hilarious thing and I was on a Zoom call this week, so I can really relate to this because one of the gentlemen did not have his microphone muted. The meme I saw was, um, not hitting mute in a Zoom call is the new reply all. (laughs) Yes. Actually, just this morning, I was in my morning meeting um, (laughs) and I went, what up to my husband? And I was not, I looked down and I was like, how did that get turned off? Like, I was so on mute, but nobody knew it was me because we were just doing a conference call on the phone. That's funny. (laughs) But I definitely screamed, what up, to all my coworkers, which is great. So we have the working from home people. We have the people who don't have a job and they're so lost. And maybe the people who are struggling to make bills. And then we have people like me, like so many people, healthcare workers, grocery store workers, all the people we know that are still having to get up and go to work. Katie, you're essential. You're essential, Katie. Yes, despite all of the Instagrammers that are out there posting their delicious breads and their baked goods <laughs> and their beautiful gardens and all the things they're doing at home and the learning. And I'm like, I have to just go do this thing. And I'm scared to go out and do this thing because that means I'm going out into the scary world of disease <laughs> and then trying to keep my patients healthy without disease. Um, mm. So there's just lots of layers to this, y'all. Yeah. And we're all in very different places, but we're all experiencing the same thing. Yeah. Um, going back to the podcast I was listening to of Bernay Brown's Unlocking Me, we read one of her books, uh, Daring Greatly. And she, of course, is a vulnerability and shame researcher. So she talks a lot about in that podcast on COVID about um, not you know, just being so careful to not shame yourself, to not shame your neighbor, to not judge yourself, to not judge your neighbor, just allow yourself and everyone to be where they are. It is okay. If your neighbor's binging Netflix, it's okay. If your neighbor's being extremely productive and you're binging Netflix, they're both okay things. <laughs> yes. Yes. We have to just be open and compassionate for each other and for ourselves in this time. Yeah. It's the most important thing. Yes. To let yourself feel your feelings. As you feel them. As you feel them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even if they feel like, well, I shouldn't feel this way. This is going on and these people are doing this and I should be this. That anything that begins with that is obviously a recipe for not loving what is. And so in even in times of crazy like this <laughs> – We really have to go back to the basics. And even though this experience is unlike anything anyone could have ever predicted or prepared for, it's still essential that we love what is, which is whatever card you've been dealt and whatever lesson we can try to bring out of it. Um, That's really where the juicy work comes in. And it takes creativity Mm -hmm. and it takes patience and time with ourselves to say, hey, you're doing your best. So is everybody else compassionate nuggets doing (laughs) benefit of the doubts you know all of that good stuff to to get get it through yep and when you notice those thoughts come up that start with i should be this or they should be that to kind of take a step back from that and say whoa 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 Mm -hmm. hold up hey yeah should they be though is it true probably not yeah (laughs) maybe but probably not. Yeah. And or back to the one of the first basic questions is, well, is it any of my business? Right. 
that's their business. I can only really look at what is happening in my business. Yeah. Go back to our episode um, on Byron Katie's book titled Loving What Is. Yes. Yes. And if you need a little bit more in-depth into that, you can find it there or go pick up a copy if you have some time. It would be a great time to start digging into Byron Katie's work exactly. as we're going through this. And speaking of a great time to dive into a book, <laughs> we want to <laughs> revisit our book club. <clears throat> we kind of left y'all hanging last week as we concluded our read of Matilda by Roald Dahl in March. We read that awesome throwback to both of our mm. childhoods, which was so great. So good. We loved it so much. We considered uh, just reading another Roald Dahl book this month. We're like, should we just keep this going? Could we just read the whole series? And honestly, you could, because what we decided was what we're going to do in the spirit of using what you've got to make something wonderful, we're going to take a look at our own bookshelves. Yes. With a bucket list mindset. <laughs> We're going to think, what can I, what do I want to read with whatever time or, you know, sense of, um, you know, not all, like we were mentioning, not everybody has a ton of time to read a book right now. So perhaps it's something super short. Perhaps it's a quote book that you flip open to and you're like, oh, that really nailed it home for me. Mm -hmm. Like, read no more. (laughs) Just let it summarize. Maybe there's some huge novel you've been just sitting on your shelf waiting for a rainy day and now you've got some rainy days and you can pick that novel up and dig in. Yeah. So to make that work for you, whatever, you know, time frame or space you're working with. We just encourage you to find something on your bookshelf. Yeah. That can bring you some type of inspiration with whatever time you have to give that. Yeah. Monica and I are going to do that. We're going to pick something in that nature, in that way. And then we'll come together in a number of weeks at the end of April. And we're going to just kind of riff on what we learned from what we read. Yeah. And, you know, of course, if you're a listener, you'll get to hear that, which inspired us that we wanted to share with each other and ultimately you. But also this might encourage you to reach out and connect with somebody that you haven't seen in a while. And that is actually one of the things we want to bring to the table today is a few ways to check in with ourselves and each other and to keep our inspiration alive, keep our little fires going because it can be hard sometimes as distance grows. Yes. And typically I'm sure you all have been reaching out to friends and family, just kind of having those everyday conversations, keeping up with what, you know, has been going on in the week, but we're going to offer something today about how to connect with your friends and loved ones and go a little bit deeper. Just a couple of questions and prompts that can help you have a more meaningful conversation with somebody that might really be needing that conversation. Yeah. And maybe that someone is you. And if it sounds like, well, I'm not crazy. I don't talk to myself. You haven't been in quarantine long enough. (laughs) 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 I'm sort of kidding, but you kind of know that's also awful. Not totally a joke. Wait, wait. Do I have to be in quarantine to start talking to myself? Uh, uh, great question, best friend. Problems. I knew you would come through with a good question like that. And the answer <laughs> is up to you. <laughs> so something you might consider when you call your your friend, your peep, is that we're all in a new normal. 
Yes. And, and hopefully it won't be a new normal forever, but it's our right. new normal for now. Yeah. And while we are um, hopefully doing our best to make the best of that, as Katie's grandfather, Pipper, would advise us that mm-hmm. things turn out best for those who make the best of the way things turn out, mm-hmm. we might want to ask our friend or ourself a real genuine how do you feel right now? Like what's taking up the space of your head and heart right now? How do you feel? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's not, just, what are you doing? It's not how, what did the news say? It's not, oh my gosh, what, you know, the or, drama or of it. how are you, which typically gets that good or okay. Fine. Or yeah, exactly. And it's such a uh, subtle refinement in the way you ask the question, but mm-hmm. To, to really ask of them how they're feeling and, mm-hmm. and or yourself. Like I had to do this earlier today. I had a little mental moment and I had to do a check-in. Wait, how am I feeling? Because on the surface I feel okay, but if I dig a little deeper, I might find some stuff in there I probably should work through. Or maybe it's on the surface I'm feeling like, but deep down I know I'm okay. Yeah, that's true too. So either like there's either way your spectrum could pull you and the essential aspect is that both and are acceptable. Mm, (laughs) We will feel both and we'll be okay and we'll also be worried and that that is okay. That balance is okay. So if your friend or you answers in a way that feels like, oh no, we don't have to fix anything right now. We're just feeling and experiencing and letting ourselves be with this. Mm-hmm. We're listening. We're asking these questions not to advise on how to make it better, but just to allow the other person to open up and explore or yourself to open up and explore some of those feelings that might be hidden beneath the surface or mm-hmm. might just need to be washed off the surface to mm-hmm. reveal the core. Yeah. 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 That might include to checking in with like you say core. That makes me think of like, what have you been eating? Like I, our, the food thing is kind of weird right now. So are you eating normal stuff? Or are you relying, are you in the city? Are you relying solely on takeout? Are you like eating nothing but pasta and sauce? Like what's going on, you know? Mm-hmm. And then we mentioned on our discussion right before we started recording uh, the funny memes about the quarantine drinking and how people are like, my house is like Vegas and there's no clocks. <laughs> just like all free for all it's like okay well is that contributing to the and the way you've answered how you were feeling yeah could we pull back a little bit do we need a little bit more balance in our consumption of yeah the heady alcohol (laughs) potentially yes and or maybe just an extra balance of some some water you know yeah yeah are you getting enough hydration yeah Keeping yeah. all um, those fluids sound for our mm-hmm. immunity and staying sound mind. And then thinking of like, well, how have you been getting your exercise in? I think is a great question. How are you blowing off that steam? We can't just be sitting around binging Netflix. No shame or judgment if you are. <laughs> that is okay. But uh, to get up off of the couch and take a little walk around the house or in the neighborhood, if that applies to you might provide some nice insight or at Mm -hmm. least a bird in the tree to admire. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe now's the perfect time to try something you haven't had time or space for 
and there's all sorts of um, fitness studios and clubs, mine included, that are offering classes online that have never done that before. And they're finding ways to meet their students where they are. And this is an incredible time to get in on something like that in the comfort mm-hmm. of your own home that you might have been people- intimidated by before. Yeah, and a lot of people are offering these things up as a donation base. So if you are one that is strapped for cash right now, there's a ton of donation-based exercise stuff out there right now, including just the old school YouTube, which was already available. But um, it's not the same as your your group fitness class because it is a little bit easier to let yourself slack when it gets pretty tough than if you're in the class. I know that for personal experience. (laughs) Like they said 10 reps, they're still going, I'm going to take a breather. If I'm in the class, I'm not taking the breather because a 60 year old hot woman in front of me is not taking the breather. (laughs) So I'm going to continue. Shout out to Linda. Who's never taking a breather. Shout out to Linda. Oh my gosh. I'm like, she's the first one that came to mind and she's not 60. She's a little older. We don't have to go to her real age, but she's working it. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Just go ahead and show me your splits, Linda. Yeah. She's still working it from home. She's been doing all the classes. She's been so encouraging of our efforts to make it happen. And you know, that's what we need right now is that sort of community and that coming together and the, the compassion for the effort, you know, because we're all in uncharted waters. And anyway, Um, another question we can bring up is uh, how are you finding your normalcy and, or what is your routine looking like? I know Monica made up her, tell me what it's called again, your quarantine, the core routine, the quarantine core routine. (laughs) (laughs) So I have it on two levels. There's like the core routine. I've been doing like extra ab workout stuff because why not? But um, the core routine is also like, okay, even though you don't have these set hours and these set things that you would be doing like normal, the things you need to do are still your core routine. Even if you're quarantined, it's essential we still get some of these things done so that we can feel good about the Netflix binge we might go on on Thursday. What day is it? Friday, Saturday? I don't even know. It doesn't matter. I don't even know. (laughs) I do know it's Tuesday. New day, same pants. (laughs) New day, no pants. Um, I just had this feeling of like, and I, we hadn't been thinking about this because Monica and I are in Texas where the numbers are still really low. And so we are keeping this fairly light because we have not experienced any close people to us that have been really sick or have potentially died. And I know that that is, that just kind of dawned on me that we're being so light about all this, but there is a lot of real sadness in the world and um, the death counts. I hate to get that real, but they're getting really high. And so just, I just wanted to take that moment to just say, if you are one of the people who have um, been impacted in a very sad way, we are just giving you our hearts and our love right now. Yes, of course. And, you know, in, in trauma there, the opposite is, is comedy. And so in a lot of ways, when things like this happen, our reaction in (laughs) is almost instinctual to be comedic. Like that's the balance of things. And so not to be like, we're making fun or, you know, making light necessarily in a way that takes any seriousness out of the situations, but, um, just to reflect on that balance and to bring, bring a little levity to such a deep, dark situation. Absolutely. And I see past previous ICU nurse speaking here. I can say that I have definitely entered a lot of very serious situations and rooms and environments with a huge smile. And that often is exactly what people needed. So we're still bringing you exactly what you need, no matter where you are. (laughs) 
Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And it's in times like these where we have to be even more creative and open-minded to a different type of solution. Like, well, maybe I feel crappy and my solution is not what it would normally be. And so I need to think outside this box and access this new newness, new mind yes. pattern. And we came up with a really fun three, two, one, get out of your head zone exercise. It's very fast and easy. We could do it right now. And we're going to start by taking three. We're not really going to because we don't want to like breathe heavy heavy into your podcast ears. (laughs) But you would start if you're having a really hard time, feeling super anxious, feeling super sad, feeling all the feelings that we're all going through um, on a regular basis. We could maybe take three deep breaths for Mm -hmm. the three. Mm -hmm. Three deep breaths. Two is two side stretches. You've got two sides. You're going to stretch both of them. You'll reach one arm up and reach from your foot to your hand or your hip to your hand if you're sitting down. And you'll take the other side. You'll stretch long from hip to hand. Make a big space for your rib cage. And that's two, right and left. Feels so good. Then we're going to hop up. We're going to stand and we are going to take one spin. We're going to twirl it out, y'all. Yeah, we're going to twirl it out. This goes, this is a big nod to me and Katie's friendship because at some point in our time together, this became a thing. Give me a spin, I say to Katie. I want to say (laughs) I was intoxicated and Monica was less intoxicated and I was having a really great time and I looked to her and she was like, Katie, give me a spin. I think you were wearing a really cute flowy skirt that would have given a very nice effect if you were to spin. And yeah, I, I needed like, that. Maybe this was at the Renaissance Festival also. Yeah. And so she gave it's the most delightful a- five to eight year old yeah. spin, you know, yes. inner child spin. And this has been a recurrent for us in our relationship when we're having a really great day. Um, normally it's when we're having elevated moods. It's give me a spin. <laughs> Yes, And it is such a fun time and it's a great way to get yourself out of um, a mind. It doesn't have to be an intoxicated mindset. <laughs> right, it right. Be a very, uh, it's just a great way to get yourself out of well, wherever you are. It's and a transformation. Yeah. I mean, Superman did it when he, when he changes his costume, he goes into the, um, the, what's it called? The phone booth and he just like swirls around and he changes. Yeah. yeah. And, and so does, um different princesses have done this when they change their clothing (laughs) yes gosh katie who is it um the little devil the little the tasmanian devil that's the one tasmanian devil does his spins yeah his spins are kind of like a little temper tantrum and would and yours might be too (laughs) that's okay spin it out sonic the hedgehog tumble You could really take your spin downward. Yeah. <laughs> Lots of different orientations for the spin. Yeah. But we're going to three, two, one it. We're going to yeah. take three deep breaths, take two side bends, one on each side, and then we're going to do a little spin. Mm-hmm. And that might be able to shift your perspective and your mindset out of wherever you are into wherever you want to be. Yes. Yeah. So you can refocus to whatever mindset you are looking to embody. Yes. Uh, Another question that we had on our list that I really love is what's something we can do together this week, even though we're apart? I do love that. That's so great. Yeah. And there are quite a few ways that you can still hang out with your friend that isn't happy hour after work or, you know, whatever you do with your peeps. Yeah. You might just decide, let's start this new Netflix series together Mm -hmm. and let's watch 
the first episode tonight and let's talk about it tomorrow on the phone. Yeah. Yeah. Let's text about how uh, hot that actor is. (laughs) Thinking of Outlander. Mm, I need to watch the the latest one. (laughs) Um, You might decide tonight, let's paint our toenails. Oh, maybe you're FaceTiming while you're doing it. Maybe not. Maybe you just send pictures of it afterward. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Have a do a mask. Or maybe if you're vibing on the exercise idea, maybe you join the same Zoom exercise class or maybe you watch uh, the same live program or you start a watch party on Facebook. That's really fun. You can like, join your friends. You know you're both watching whoever on Facebook Live. And that's a really cool way to, to be doing the same thing, but separately. Mm-hmm. I also like the idea of if the ingredients in your pantry work for it, um, making the same meal or sharing a recipe and making that recipe together. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. I like that idea. Or even like yeah. FaceTiming uh, during cooking or during dinner even. I mean, why not? You're We have dinner with people. That's not weird to make a phone call during dinner when normally we just can't. We it's, There's a lot of weirdness happening. So why not break some rules? Yeah. Set your phone, get your little phone stand out, put it on the table, and have some dinner together. We should do that, friend. We should do that. <laughs> I would love that. And another idea we have about spending time with your person that you can't be with right now is taking a moment to both listen to the same podcast and then participating in the uh, creative writing exercise together and then sharing your stories with each other because that's a great bonding experience as we can both testify to. That's exactly right. And (laughs) even if you're listening right now and your buddy isn't listening, that doesn't mean that they can't listen later Mm -hmm. and that you can't share your stories together. Exactly. Because that's what we're moving into now. I believe it's Mm -hmm. time for us to write creatively. I think it's a great time. To get out of our heads and to just let loose creatively, be imaginative, and take a stroll in an unknown world. Yes. And when looking through our bookshelves earlier for potential books that we wanted to read until we decided we were not going to decide, I pulled out Shel Silverstein's poem book, A Light in the Attic. And so I'm just going to open up to his wonderfully adventurous poems, one at a time, and just come up with a couple of words from one of the clips here. So are we ready for our first prompt out of A Light in the Attic? Yeah, friends, do you have your paper and your pen and your timer And we're going to get started with our first prompt. Then Katie will come back and give us another curveball and then a final curveball. You'll get a total of like nine minutes of writing broken up into those three prompts. I feel ready. I think now they do. Awesome. All right. (laughs) So this first prompt, we're going to write for three minutes about Bob bought a $100 suit. That's fun. (laughs) This is interesting. Is it Bob or is it a suit? (laughs) Sort of both. (laughs) Okay, so what do we have for our second prompt? The saddest thing I ever did see. The saddest thing you ever did see? Yep. Okay. Three more minutes. All righty, friend. So you have one final prompt for us? I do. Let me see what it's going to be. Okay. Instead of using, I have a hot dog for a pet, which I feel like is just extreme. We're going to go with, he does smell sort of bad. 
he does smell sort of bad. Okay, so we'll be back with a story after the wind chime. Well, that story is a little weird. <laughs> no way. That was a first. Yeah. It was the first time it's ever happened. Yep. There's a first for everything. We're going to power through. Yep, we sure are. You want to go first? Sure. Are you sure it looks okay? Bob asked me as he fiddled with his sleeves for the hundredth time. Yes, you look like a million bucks. She's going to love it, Bob. Now give me a spin, I asked as he rolled his eyes at me. I've never spent a hundred dollars on anything in my wardrobe, Bob admitted shyly. It's an investment, I told him, laughing inside at the thought that my sweet brother, not realizing he had literally found the cheapest suit in the whole world. I didn't dare tell him what a suit normally cost. He may just faint right here in the fitting room. Okay, okay, I'll take it. Let's get out of here before I change my mind. I stepped on the other side of the curtain as my brother packed up his new duds. I looked up and saw a sweet little lady into the shop and noticed her eyes. They were the saddest eyes I had seen in such a long time, and it dawned on me that this suit shop must see a great spectrum of emotions. People these days wore fancy suits for celebrations like weddings and soirees and fancy parties and get-togethers, yet they also wore them for funerals. What a paradox, our culture, how we behave and dress for these engagements. Luckily, Bob interrupted my deep thoughts before I got too lost down the rabbit hole. Sarah, smell this, he said, and handed me his nearly purchased suit. I gave it a whiff and cringed my nose. Dang it, I should have known it was too good to be true. I can't ever wear this to the wedding with Judy. Everyone will think that she was the girl that showed up with the guy in the cheapest suit in the world. Okay, Bob, I consoled. It does smell, he does smell sort of bad, but we can freshen him, up, freshen him up with some sunshine. Stop doubting yourself. You got this. Three deep breaths. Pull out your credit card and let's get out of here. <laughs> That's cute. <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> Thanks, man. I did. It seems it's like my brain, I think my brain wanted to tell that story, but it didn't quite go like that. <laughs> And did it really want to? Yeah. Because sure? that's the idea I started with. Like, exactly. The way you began was like, this is the story I had in my mind. But that is not what came out onto the paper. So now I'm excited well, for you to hear. I think you shouldn't judge yourself for the story you wrote. I think you should just take three deep breaths and, yeah. and know that it was exactly how it should have been. Yes. Yes. I and can't wait to hear it because I bet it's going to be a lot of fun. <laughs> it is kind of fun. It gets pretty fun. There's a fun twist. That's to be expected. Oh, I can't wait. Is it really a twist if you're expecting it? I don't know. It's hard to say. Okay. Yeah, but I'm, I don't know what to expect, so it's going to be a twist. <laughs> Bob bought a $100 suit for the occasion. It sounded impressive to Henry, but he was only six. I, on the other hand, was less than impressed. This premiere would be my ticket to the big promotion, and my boyfriend couldn't even care enough to shell out at least 250 I wish he'd never told me how much it cost him. Poor guy hadn't a clue how to look fancy. The jacket was obviously for winter, black corduroy with thick patches on the elbows, and his slacks were a light blue linen, completely, obviously, only for springtime. Honestly, it was the saddest thing you ever did see. Want a piece of advice, kid? 
always shop the clearance corner, he told my son as he spun around boastfully in his new duds. This jacket was 75% off and the pants had a hole in the crotch, so I got them uh, I got them for a discount too. Those salesmen didn't know what hit them. Wow, Bob, that does sound impressive. But does it really give the type of impression we, I mean, you want? Just then, Milo busted in through the baby gate and pounced her big old paws right on Bob's chest. Milo, down, he shouted, but it was too late. The fronts of his new suit were smeared with mud. He does smell sort of bad. I think this is poop, Sue. Oh, darn, not on your new suit. But whatever will you wear to the premiere tonight? (laughs) That was a great twist. (laughs) So good. That is so good. I'm wondering when this book was written and if... I wonder what the rest of the poem was. It's too late. We'll never find it now. (laughs) I'll have to read the whole thing. Yes, you will. You'll have to read that whole book now. Maybe that's your book club book. That's your next assignment is actually to go and find that book you're going to read and just enjoy it. Yes. Give yourself like five to ten minutes a day. If you hardly have any time at all, carve out two minutes a day to just pop into your book and see what's going on. That's exactly right. And, you know, we do encourage you to have fun with your friends, to share this podcast with them. They might need some laughter and some fun during this wild time we're having. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So please do subscribe to the podcast, rate and review the podcast, and above all else, share the love. Right here? Right now. Bye. Bye. Maybe you'll get a blooper here or there. Oh, blooper reel. Yeah. Tell me more. Or don't. No pants, no shoes. So great. So great. No pants Tuesday. We did it.